You have been blessed by the ministry of Apostle Solomon Buckley and Fresh Wind International. Please consider supporting us by going to Cash App, dollar sign, Prophet Solomon B. Again, that is dollar sign, Prophet Solomon B. Also, if you would like to have a testimony, you could send us an email at freshwindinternational at gmail.com. If you would like to schedule for a personal prophetic ministry and prayer, you can also email freshwindinternational at gmail.com. God bless you. All right. Good morning, everybody. Our lecture this morning is on putting on God's armor, putting on God's armor. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We thank you that you're Savior, Baptizer, Healer, and soon coming King. Lord, we thank you that we get to celebrate what you're doing in the earth. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this morning, our subject matter, again, is on putting on God's armor. Putting on God's armor. Ephesians chapter 6, 14 through 18 tells us, and out of the New, uh, New International Version, it says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth. Buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keeping, keep on praying for all God's people. That's Ephesians chapter 6, 14 through, through 18. We see in this particular passage of, of, of scripture in the word of God, we've been given some of the most greatest tools on the face of the earth. How many like tools? How many like tools? Amen. A lot of us have tool belts and tool boxes at our homes. Why do we have it? Because if something is not right, something we need to put up, something that we need to take down, something that we need to eradicate, we can do it. Amen. These effective tools are to withstand temptation and for us to shine brightly as a lantern in a dark world. I want you to think about this. If we as the body of Christ don't stand up, guess who's going to stand up? It says stand therefore. Did it say sit down? It says stand up. It said rise up to the occasion. As kingdom sons and daughters, we got to arise to the occasion. 
Arise to the occasion. Do you hear me? Arise to the occasion. That's what it's saying in this passage of scripture. Arise to the occasion. Stand firm. Stand flat footed. Come on now. You know, I got a great nephew that's that is in the military, Jay. And and they train them. Stand firm. Stand bold. If they slouch, then they, they, they there's consequences. There's consequences for them not standing in their attire properly, not having their belt on, not having their shoes shined, not having their hair brushed and combed, right? All of these things, there are consequences when we don't stand firm as the army of the Lord, when we slouch, when we don't exercise, spiritually exercise. Put on the belt of truth. As believers, we've been called to wear the belt of truth and to operate with truth. Amen. It ain't, it's not, it's one thing to put on the belt of truth, but it's another thing to stand with the belt of truth. Even in the midst when our culture is saying one thing and God's word says something else. The culture says that it's okay for this and this and this. But our constitution as believers comes from the word of God. And we're to stand with that constitution. So stand firm. Not just when it's popular, but when it's unpopular. We live in a time where if you don't stand for what I want you to stand for, then there's a word called canceled culture. Anybody heard that word? Canceled culture. That means they can cancel you. There's a group of people, whatever group you was in, they can cancel you out and make people not want to have anything to do with you. Canceled culture. Or they can ghost you. Which means that by ghosting you, I ignore you. I treat you like you never existed. Mm-hmm. How many of you have ever heard that terminology? Ghosting somebody. You ghost them. When you see their phone call, you don't answer it. When they email you, you don't respond back. When you see them out in public, you say, do you know so-and-so? Oh, I don't know them. I never knew them. I never met them before. I don't know who they are. Who is she with her ugly self? <laughs> Who is he with his ugly self? I don't know them raggedy kids, them snaggletooth kids. And that's your reality. You're ghosting them. And you know who they are. You see them in a storm. Act like you never even knew them. They say hi to you. Hi. Hi, hi sister. Oh, sister. Oh, I'm like, who are you? Do I know you? <laughs> don't talk to me. Get out of my face. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. That means pull your spiritual pants up and wear your belt properly. The belt of truth. Don't be ashamed of what God's word has to say. Don't be ashamed of walking in the truth even when it's unpopular by culture. With the breastplate of righteousness 
in place. Protect. Protection. The breastplate of righteousness protects you from the sword of the enemy coming toward the chest. If it comes toward the chest, it can take you out. That's, that's why you got to have your breast, breastplate Amen. of righteousness. Because unrighteousness will come. And where is it coming? Right to the center. Right to the center. They don't teach this in churches. There are entertainment tonight churches right now where uh, everything is being taught except God's word. Everything being taught. And the church and the church is full. And the people don't even know that the, when the enemy coming, he coming right to divide and conquer. He coming to the center, the central places. He, he's going to come and try to attack you in every type of way that he can. Amen. To, to destroy you. First, he's going to start with the mindset. That's why you need the belt of truth. People without a kingdom mindset, they, they jump from one truth to the next truth. And the truth may be a false truth. It may be a false reality. Okay? The blessed plate of righteousness in place. Your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. You better watch people that always want to fight. But they don't know how to fight in the spirit. They always want to fight. They, they feet is ready. They're in position to knock, undercut, above, pow, pow, pow. And you've met those people. All they want to do is fight. But they don't know how to fight in the spirit. That's why I said your feet got to be fitted. Your feet got to be fitted. You in the army of the Lord, your feet got to be fitted and measured. Bishop Buckley had to get some new shoes recently, and he shared that with, with us. He, had to, he spent some money for these new shoes. He was wondering why was he having all these problems with his feet. And he had to get these new shoes. He had to get fitted for a different type of shoe. We have to wear spiritual shoes. And they got to be ready with the gospel of peace. We've been called to be ministers of reconciliation is what the word said. If we're going to be ministers of reconciliation, why are we trying to fight a spiritual fight with physical boxing gloves? How many Christians have you met that are trying to fight something that is, that is spiritual with natural, with natural tools? Amen. In addition, take up the shield of faith, which you can be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy, of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Do you have your sword? Amen. Do you have your sword? Yeah. Come on, yeah. If you don't know how to use your sword, you won't be effective. If you don't know how to use your sword, you will not be effective in this time. You know, I have people calling me. They're saying, I want you to pray for me. And I'm all willing to pray for people. But some of these people have made appointments so many times till it's like, you really want me to pray for you? As Mother Stack said, you're not, Mother Gertrude Stack, you said, you're not ready. Get out of my prayer line. You ain't ready. You ain't ready for the shot. 
<laughs> you ain't ready for the shot. You ain't even ready for God to take you to, to a new place that he want to take you. Because you still, you still trying to give people your trash can or other people's trash. And as Mother Stacks used to say, stop letting people give you their trash. Let them take out their own trash. <laughs> you're not their trash can. Come on, brother. See, if you're going, if you're going, if this next 21 days, God wants you to wear everything that he has for you. He wants you to put it on. You know, you go to Mother Stacks. I was listening to Mother Stacks last night, an old video clip of her, Mother Gertrude Stacks, and she was talking about how in the army you have a certain type of dress, you have a certain different type of code. We have a certain code in the spirit. In the spirit, we have a code that's reading the word, studying the word, praying, seeking God, worshiping God. If any of those things is missing, in your life, then you got to go back, back through and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it the way that you want to do it. I'm not following your ways. I'm following man's ways. You understand what I'm saying? And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kind of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert. That means wake up, stay up. Don't be a drunk driver. Well. <laughs> Don't be if you uh, have you ever been with somebody that has sleep apnea and they just fall asleep at any time. They'll just fall asleep at any time. And you know, some some of those people with sleep apnea, they think that they're alert when they're actually asleep. Wow. They think that they're alert when they're actually asleep. And they're not alert and that is dangerous mm. that's not only dangerous to you but it's dangerous to other people you're putting other people's lives in danger because you won't take care of you be alert and always keep on praying for all of those the Lord's people so one of the things that I want to encourage you on today, we're going to go to 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 4 for a minute. We're not going to labor here long because it don't take all day for God to do anything. Now I sound like Bishop Buckley. Don't take all day. <laughs> now when you go to that kitchen to cook that meal, it's not going to take you all day to cook up that macaroni and cheese. It's not going to take you all day to put that ham in the, um, in the oven, even though I don't eat ham, but um, praise God, been delivered. I can't have any type of pork products anyway because that messes up my system. But <clears throat> we're going to go to First uh, Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. I'm going to read it out of the, the Passion Translation, but I want someone to read it out of the King James Version first. So, Sister Freeman, do you have that? First Peter 4, 12, and 13, please. Ready? Yes. Uh, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though, though some strange thing happened unto you, 
but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Thank you. So in 1 Peter chapter 4, 12, and 13, I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. It says, Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue to rejoice for you in a measure having have shared in the suffering of the anointed one, talking about Jesus Christ, so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. Let me read you the footnote out of the Passion Translation. It says, when the burning of a fiery trial is occurring among you, and the Aramaic, the Aramaic adds the cause here because these things are your communion in the inheritance. This is your communion in the inheritance. Verse 13, the Greek verb tense can apply to either present or future. There is a glory unrevealed in us as we focus on Christ in our difficulties. This brings immediate joy and rejoicing when we pass through suffering. Yet the greatest joy will be as we are free from mortal pain and see the revelation of his glory throughout eternity. Isn't that something there? Amen. And in the next footnote of verse, um, verse 14, it refers us to, to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 11. We're not going to go there today. Um, but it says, let none of you merit suffering as a murderer or thief or criminal or as, or as one who meddles in the affairs of others. So we don't want to meddle in the affairs of others. We want to, as, uh, sister, as, as Minister Opal Freeman and Uncle Frank, late Uncle Frank used to sing this song. When I, when I first started coming down here to this church, they used to sing the song, Tend to God's Business. And leave Satan's alone. <laughs> Tend to God's business and you'll have a heavenly home. You don't think I remember that. But I remember when I first came to this church many, 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 many years ago, one of the musicals, you and, and Uncle Frank were singing that song about tend to God's business and leave Satan's alone. <laughs> put on God's armor. If you're going to put on God's armor, you got to learn to tend your own business. M-Y-O-B. Mind your own business. Stay out of other folks' business and tend to your own. Because you got enough of your own business to deal with that you shouldn't have time to, to tend to somebody else's. Amen? Amen? So putting on the whole armor. Then in 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 3 and 4, and then I have a couple talking points and then we'll be done. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Three and four. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human 
weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Wow. Will you read that out of the King James Version, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 and 4 for us? So though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So I want you to think about, here's my three talking points and we're done. I want you to think about a hardship that you've had to encounter, that you face daily. Something that you face daily. I need you to be real with your own self. We're not going to shout it out loud, but I want you to think about a hardship that you face daily. That putting on the armor of God would help. Ask God to help you to put each piece on as you go throughout your day. And so I started writing down God, I need your help with this in order for me to put the armor on every day. God, I need you to help me with this. This is self-inventory. God, I need you to help me with this because sometimes I can just fly off the handle and just let it rip. Or like they say on the street, I don't have a filter today. Don't mess with me. I don't have a filter. I will give it to you today. And sometimes... In this human body, we got to be real with ourselves. We have those days Amen. that if you if you step up to me, I'm going to step up to you. That's true. I'm for real. We human. There are days where it's like, I don't think I can put on that whole armor with this situation or with that situation. God is saying, come to him. Even in your heaviness, even in your brokenness. And, and get help, get assistance. The darkness of this world can be overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. How can God's armor protect you against feeling overcome with sin and death? Intercede for those that are suffering all around you. I think about the homeless people that I see every day. I think about the people that are about to lose their homes. I think about the families that they don't have food on the table and they're suffering. They're suffering. I I think about people that are dealing with spiritual death. People that have walked away. They've walked away from God. Totally. They've walked away from themselves. I'm talking about people that have lost their mind because they have given themselves over to Satan. I saw a video uh, not too long ago on social media. I, I don't know if it was on Instagram or on Facebook or TikTok. I don't know where it was, but it was on one of the social media outlets where there was a group of people, y'all, and I'm serious. This group of people, and I didn't even know that there was a type of church like this. They were a part of the Church of Satan. And they were, before y'all check out, hear me. Uh, they were part of the Church of Satan. And guess what they were doing? They were coming to the Church of Satan, the actual church, 
and they were having an unbaptism service. Mm. They were in there chanting and carrying on, and, and I'm like, it, it made my stomach turn because I'm like, these people were, they were doing these rituals and they were getting unbaptized from the church. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? They were being unbaptized from the church of Jesus Christ. Those are the people that we need to be praying for because that the veil, the veil, the veil, these people, these people cannot enter into the holy place unless they get saved and unless they repent. And so we see people every day that we come in contact with that they are walking independent of God's purpose, independent of God's will and purpose. So last point, I'm not going to labor here long. Remember that God is glorified when we depend on him and feel joy in spite of trials. You know, the songwriter said, have you any trials and temptation? You know what song that is? Jesus knows about our weakness. And that's talking about what a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Let's remember that. Remember when that when God is glorified, when we depend on him and feel joy in spite of trial. Pray and thank him for the things that bring joy into the world right now. And ask him to make you a conduit of that joy and that light to others. Today, our assignment today is to think of, and think of some reasons why you might need spiritual armor each day. Discuss the importance of each item of Ephesians chapter 6. When you go home and somebody asks you about the word, pull out your scripture about Ephesians 6 and begin to tell them a little bit about taking the whole armor of God. And then... If they're a believer, you could talk to them about different ways that you could put on the whole armor of God and how they help us withstand temptation and face hard situations. So, Lord, we come to you and we thank you for this message today. Hallelujah. We thank you for everything that you do. And as we start this fasting and prayer this week, we can think about what the songwriter said when the music fades and all is sipped away. And I simply come longing just to bring something that's a word that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself. It's not what you have required. You look much. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. These next 21 days. We declare and decree Lord. That you're looking. Into our heart. And we're coming back. To the heart of worship. 
where it's all about you. We're sorry, Lord, for the things that we've made it when it's all when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Lord, we come to you. And these next couple days, we think about the songwriter, when the songwriter says about your goodness, all my days I've been kept in your hand. For the moment that I wake up, until the moment that I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am breathing, I will sing of the goodness of God. Lord, we thank you that you have never failed us yet and that we can sing of the goodness of God. Lord, we pray for our world. We thank you, Lord, for, for our church. We thank you for what you're doing in our church. We thank you for the continual growth that's coming to our church even now. Not only spiritually, but numerically and also financially. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Bishop Buckley is going to come at this time.